Welcome to the Rainy Leadership Podcast, where we do a deep dive into company culture. Rainy is a car dealership located throughout South Georgia, and we are striving to be the best car company by first being the best care company. And one way that we do that is by meeting every week and talking about company culture. Today, we're going to be diving into the book Culture Rules by Mark Miller. Today's episode is another two-parter with our general manager, Tommy McDonald. Let's dive in. I love uh, just, I mean, I'm not going to get, you know, all the way through today, of course, but um, let me remind you of a quote um, that we have stated a couple of times. It was said earlier in the book, but it's got a little uh, add on here. Teams and organizations do not drift toward greatness. This is on page 174. What's the last words there? Huh? They must be led there. They must be led there. Somebody's got to lead the way. Somebody's got to be at the forefront. Somebody's got to be saying, this is the way we should go. You know, when I have no idea what that meeting was like with the All Blacks after that catastrophic defeat, I have no idea what that meeting was like after the Atlanta Falcons lost. But I would imagine that wasn't a very pleasant experience. But the All Blacks made some changes. What's the what's the Atlanta Falcons record this year? Two and one. Two and one. Okay. Hey, that's about as good as they were doing when they got to the Super Bowl. So, <laughs> okay. So they made hey they got two wins on the on the so they apparently made some changes. And um, listen, I hope the Atlanta Falcons win the Super Bowl. I hope the Atlanta Braves win the World Series. I don't know how they're doing. I have, I usually kind of get it. They are doing great. Okay. All right. Um, but if if those teams, the Atlanta Braves, Atlanta Falcons, the All Blacks, rainy used cars, we we have to be open to the idea of change. One of one of the and 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 to be open to the facing the brutal facts. We need we need to make some changes. Uh, that's that's important. And I love what he goes into on page one seventy five. Scale your listening. Stop and listen. The story is everywhere. This is a, uh, the starting point on page 175. One of the lessons we can learn from the All Blacks is the inherent danger uh, when a culture fails to what? Adapt. adapt. All right. They failed to adapt. And um, that's unfortunately sometimes what happens in the business world. So... He tells the story uh, on page 176 of the Beast of Balance game. Have you ever played that game? Anybody know about that game? I had never heard of it until I read this. So it's uh, I kind of think of it. What are the, what are those little uh, the little wooden blocks that you can build a tower with? You know, you jenga blocks, and you pull one out. You know, the objective is not let it fall. You're trying to strategically pull out. I guess you're successful if you know, the other person pulls the block out and it falls over. This is kind of the flip side of that. The structure's not built. Uh, you're building it with the pieces that are available on the table. And, and the, the intention is to build a strong, enduring structure. But what's interesting about this, this game is that there is an app that analyzes your decision-making process and the pieces that you pick and even how long it takes you to pick them and put them in place. Interesting, right? Uh, I've never played it, but I kind of want to after after reading this. But 
But the intention is to build an enduring structure. Believe it or not, you make a difference. Every decision that you make today, every action that you take today in this company, in your interactions with each other, in your interactions with people outside of this company, interactions with customers, can build, or it can be like one of those Jenga blocks pulled out and cause things to fall. We don't, listen, we don't have a little computer app where we can, or a little video where we can sit you down and watch and analyze all the details of that. But I love the word um, in Scripture. Uh, it's the word edify. Um, it means to build. Because that's what we're about, we should be about doing, adapting to build. I mean, Vicki and Lisa with this new payroll system, they're not, they're not trying to destroy they're trying to make things better. They're trying to build a better structure, a better organization in taking care of our customers or, or taking care of our employees and ultimately taking care of the customers too. That's important. Every conversation, every action, every interaction is important in the culture. Look at the plans. It makes a difference. It will make a difference. The people that work around you and under you and with you um, need to know that you are there not to push them down, but to pick them up. And uh, so I don't have a, like I said, an app that we can, or a little video. Ben, you think we could set one up where we could, like a little GoPro, follow people around for the day? Hey, we have a, a <clears throat> my wife called me a few weeks ago. Some of y'all know this, a little bit of this story. And she said, I made a big mistake. So, ooh. so I was sitting in Sandra's office. So I got up and walked over to what, it's John's office now, I passed that him, but I walked over the, there and sat down. I said, what did you do? She said, I went to Stitches and adopted a dog. <laughs> so, oh, okay. And she sent me a picture. I said, oh, well, that's a pretty dog. It's a Dutch Shepherd. Oh, okay. She said, we've got to be at about a week or so before we can get her. They've got, you know, got to get her fixed and all that stuff. <sighs> I'm telling you, uh, I, it has, that dog has lived up to her first statement about it. I made a big mistake <laughs> because that dog is, I think Satan sent that dog. <laughs> I'm telling you, that is the most, she's pretty. And she's got some sweet components to her, but she is the devil. I mean, I came home yesterday. She had torn up, I mean, shredded a pair of um, uh, these Merrill shoes. I mean, shredded them in the front yard. They're scattered all. Listen, we, had a, we got a shop collar. We got a choke collar. And we got a fence now. I, I spent a weekend putting in the daggum electrical fence all around the whole property. And she'll run through it. <laughs> I've turned it up. It has been like, oh my goodness. I've adapted, but still I think she's going to end up getting adopted by somebody else. We just, we just can't seem to make the change. So, uh, but, you know, um, in, in the business world, you have to be willing to make changes. Let me encourage you. Uh, if you're trying to build positives, try not to use negatives. Don't start the conversation. I made a big mistake. <laughs> uh, 
you know, let it be a, a net positive. Sure, you know, we have situations where we have to confront and deal with difficulties, unfortunately. Um, but being a, a, an overall positive and gracious and caring company uh, is, is important. And one of the attributes, I think, of a, a successful company, and he covers this in these next few pages, beginning on page 178, is the, the art of listening. <clears throat> What can you do to monitor the health and vitality of your culture? The answer is not a mystery. This is right up underneath the art of listening on page 178 if you want to look. What can you do to monitor the health and vitality of your culture? The answer is not a mystery nor a surprise. What's the next word? Listen. listen. Just listen. Just listen. Um, I think it's... Um, Interesting that he mentions uh, in, insufficient frequency is one of the, that's on page 179, that's one of the ones I want to land on here. I'll tell you what, let me back up just a little bit, where he's talking about the difference in opinion between leaders and people on the front line, where he mentions that, is this a great place to work? And y'all remember the statistics, 67% of the leaders, in other words, the managers in the company say, oh, this is, this is a great place to work. But then they, they, they asked other people in the company, is this a great, like walking out here to the, to the shop um, and asking them the same question, is this a great place to work? Now, 67% of the leaders said yes, but what was the percentage of positive yeses from the workforce? 27, 40% difference. Is that true here? I would think to some degree, should it be? Are we okay with that? Do we want it to stay there if that is the case? Listening is important. I love what, um, listen, I am a Toyota fan from the bottom of my feet to the top of my head. Everything we own is a Toyota. Uh, well, not some of our utility stuff is not, but all the vehicles we own are Toyota or Lexus. I have no, listen, man, I read part of the book that you, you mentioned to me about the success of Toyota. But Toyota wasn't always successful. I mean, they... They have a, like after World War II, I think they were, uh, they were known as copycats. I mean, they were copying uh, American engine designs or whatever. They, they were just a copycat company. But they made some changes and they continue to adapt and continue to make changes. And I think TPS is one of the things that it mentions in the book that they actually do. And you know what that really amounts to? Them listening and getting feedback. And then I'm trying to remember what page this is on. I think it's on... Um, yeah, it's on page 180, and, and at the top of page, uh, it goes on to page uh, 181. But they hired, to get to this, to this TPS system, uh, which is a Toyota production system, it was a way to monitor and improve quality uh, and make refinements. It was a system they put in place, but they set up a, by design, a system to listen to the people closest to the work. In other words, it wasn't just a bunch of managers sitting in a room coming up with ideas about what they could do to make things better. They went to the people that are out there putting the cars together and said, what can we do to make this better? Interesting, right? One of the most successful companies in the world. And this is another amazing thing. This is... Um, 
the first, I guess it's the second full paragraph. My favorite example of this is embodying the idea of kaizen, a Japanese word that means what? Change for the better or continuous improvement. <clears throat> so that is what it takes for any company to consistently succeed is to be intentional about consistent improvement. Change for the better. We don't just make changes to make a change. You know, um, when Herschel Walker plowed over me that first time, I made some changes. Now, I could have changed and just went to the sidelines and said, man, that, that hurt. That was embarrassing. I'm not going back out there. That number 34 is tough. Now, listen, we, we lost catastrophically. I mean, they, they, he ran over everybody else out there, too, eventually. And uh, he didn't ever run through my spot again, but he ran around. <laughs> and so um, we didn't make enough changes or, or couldn't make enough changes to stop. And most people couldn't. Listen, I saw Herschel Walker run over people much, much bigger than I on the college football field. It's kind of almost, it's kind of sad, but it's kind of, hmm, wow, hmm, why did that person even try to tackle him? But anyway, that was me in the sixth grade. I did try, and I got him one time, drug him down, basically. <clears throat> but um, listen to this. This is, this is what I wanted to get to in the Toyota thing. I kind of chased a rabbit there. But in his book, um, 40 Years, comma, 20 million ideas, it's italicized, kind of right in the middle of page 181. 40 years, 20 million ideas. How do you say that, Bennett? Uzo? Yuzo... Yuzo... I don't know. Okay. It's okay, that sounds good to me. Tells a whole story of how a t in a typical year, Toyota receives 1 million ideas from its employees. Wow. Um, I think we do that as a company. You know, Bob's not just sitting in his office day in and day out. Um, I'm not either. We kind of get out and talk to people, and you know, we enter, we mingle with the the crew. And I think that's an important element. It's not getting to the point where it's an us and a them. You know, it's the management who knows everything there is to know and has read all the resources and been to all the schools and got all the degrees and all that stuff and not paying attention to the, the ones that are down at the work level. Toyota flipped it. They pay attention. And they said, you can't do everything. You know, some of those employees might say, listen, we need to take off, you know, three months out of the year like the public school system, you know. We need to have 90 days of vacation can't do that as a business, right? So there, some of the ideas are you have to filter, of course. But, but getting, to the, getting to the core of how can we make things better, a lot of times the people out there on the front lines are the ones that know that, if we're willing to listen. And that's what uh, Toyota did. Actually, that's what uh, Lego did as well. Um, now, how many of y'all played with Legos? <clears throat> I think... Um, we, I think Meredith and Carlisle adopted our Legos for Robbie uh, some time back. We, Jody had collected all those. Now, ours were probably archaic compared to some of the Lego systems. Yeah, I see some of the Lego boxes and all. Not that I'm in the toy section all that much, y'all, but I have noticed that Legos have come a long way. But Lego went through a, Lego went through a little downtime. And they, had to, they were losing money. I mean, they were losing millions and millions of dollars. I think one, one year, $300 million. Can you imagine losing $300 million? How, how, how complicated can it be to, 
make a little plastic brick system and have a little instruction on how to put different things together. They got apathetic. They said, well, they, be, they weren't as innovative as they should have been. And they actually started doing one thing, one thing that changed it. They started listening. Uh, specifically, it's interesting to me that one of the groups that they were listening to, did y'all catch this? Anybody pick up on it? Okay. <laughs> Girls. Hmm. Really, it's in there. I mean, it's in there. I can't remember what page. I'll point it out. I'll find it before, before we leave today. It wasn't just listening to the boys about putting the, how to put the blocks together. Let's listen to the girls, too. Added a creative component to it, and things started to turn around. Listen, men and women's brains are different. You know that. I, well, I don't have time to go into that uh, sermon, <laughs> sermon series. Y'all are wired different. Y'all, Men primarily use one side of their brain. Primarily. It doesn't mean you just use one side, guys, but we primarily use the left side. Women use left and right equally. We do not. It's because of our testosterone in our system. Anyway, long story. But you can look all that up. That's a really true story, too. <laughs> but uh, we, we think differently. So they started listening. They started listening, and it turned the company around. Can you imagine going from losing $300 million to actually making money? That's, that's a heck of a positive impact. They made some changes. They made some changes culturally. They made some changes in the product that they produced just because they were willing to listen. Sometimes I think that's, uh, Bob illustrated this um, incredibly well when he was teaching uh, how to win friends and influence people. I'll just kind of summarize the story. Um, he was having a conversation with a, a lady who uh, was excited about her dog and she wanted to talk about her dog. and. She was, you know, pulling out pictures, and so as the conversation continued, Bob realized he wasn't really even listening to her. He was thinking about as soon as she stopped, <laughs> he was going to share some stories about his dogs, and isn't that sometimes what we do? And he said, <laughs> he said she didn't hardly give him a, 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 a an, an opportunity. She just kept kept going, and you know, some people were just kind of they're all excited about what they're excited about. And uh, he said he didn't hardly have a chance to, but he realized that he wasn't even focused on really listening to what she was saying because he was thinking about what he was going to say next. And y'all ever done that? <laughs> what did you say? All the time? We do. I mean, it's 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 a. That is a unique skill to actually listen to get to the heart of what the person's trying to say. Listening important over there in the service center, John? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that can change your whole, you go in there with your guns loaded. <laughs> All right. Here we are. I'm fixing to take you down. You know, boom, we're under warranty, or boom, that's a side note, or you know, <laughs> you know, you got all the answers right, and uh, you go in there, guns loaded, and then you hear the story of what really has happened. Because sometimes people will give you information. I know this. They'll give you wrong information, and you go in there. All this happens to us all the time. Um, you know, you get part of the part of the story, but it, and your whole, you, you learn to adapt. But listening, that doesn't sound like a really, you know, something you need a degree in. Like, okay, I got a de degree in listening from, you know, Auburn University or from the University of Georgia Post and But I think that probably is one of the most 
uh, important things in learning to adapt in a company is learning to listen. It's more about, you know, we're in the car business, um, technically, but we're really in the people business. We hope as you listen to this podcast, it'll motivate and challenge your team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Rainy Leadership Podcast.